Welcome to Design Huddle Podcast, where two internet friends break down what's new in tech and design. Each week, we talk about what's trending in tech, have some hilarious candid interviews with creative professionals, and drop some knowledge on you so you can stay ahead of the pending robot apocalypse. Now let's get into this week's topic. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to your favorite, most definite favorite duo. Guys, I have a very awesome guest. He's not, he's not, it's not even a guest. He's the co-host of what we're trying to re-initiate here. Guys, if you don't know who is on screen with me here today, his name is Ryan Warndo. So, Ryan, can you uh, give just people a little bit of background on really who's here with us? Just, uh, there's yeah. people from the old Design Huddle days in our podcast, but just a quick run-up. Yeah, well, first and most important, uh, I'm a co-host of Design Huddle with Brendan. So that is <laughs> most person, importantly, that's it. The most important title. <laughs> um, in addition to Design Huddle, I, I work at Google as a uh, as a product partnership manager. So I help launch new web products. Um, so that's what I'm spending most of my time doing. And then, in addition to that, I'm also you know a content creator like Brendan. I'm always looking for creating, making, and meeting cool people. So super excited to spin up season two of Design Huddle with Brendan. And all of these amazing uh, designs that you see on screen, that is your boy, Brendan, just crushing it as all of us. I <laughs> can't get over. I kind of feel like we're literally living in like cyberpunk, like 2077. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, guys. So we're doing something a little different. You guys are curious, like, where's my car? What's happening? I've already, I came to the office early, me and Ryan, which is why we're a little late. Me and Ryan are trying to, we were trying to work this out so that we could get some awesomeness to you. Just like we did last Thursday, we did a little bit of a, a segment where it was just news, hot trends, what's going on in design, tech, etc. So we're gonna do the same thing with you guys today. We actually have three awesome topics. Uh, we have a really awesome cyberpunk face mask or N95 mask. We also are getting into the Apple car. And what was the last one, Ryan? We're talking about some AI. Robots yes. developing empathy. Exactly. Emotional robots. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to say, what's going on, Henry? What's going on, Fergie? In the chat, we have Dimitar and Twino. What's happening, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I was like, what is the next one? I have no idea. But let's do this. Guys, before we... Ryan, just to... I know this is day one for, like, live stream stuff. But usually we, we sit with our coffee. We, if you have your coffee, we'll do sips together, and then we'll get into our first article of the day. 
And then also if you guys are chilling in the chat, we would love to know what you got going on today and would love to know your guys' thoughts on these topics when we get into them. But I need two sips of coffee and then we'll get into this. I already drank my coffee, so I come. Pre- I came prepared. So I'm like, you know, I'm energized and ready to go. <laughs> I did not come prepared. I was just like, all right, I was stressed out this morning. All right, so let's go to our first bit, guys. So this is actually from CES, right, Ryan? Yeah, the uh, it's usually in Vegas. I don't. I think it's digital this year. I'm not sure if it's in person or not. But CES is usually in January of every year. It's the Consumer Electronic. Uh, show or summit I forgot I think it's show um, it's usually in Las Vegas I think it's always in Las Vegas but um, they always drop cool stuff like you know super you know the newest um, you know TVs the newest uh, phones all the gadgets you could ever need for a smart home CES is typically yeah. where a lot of companies will drop their products for the first time or give the first look to a lot of uh, tech influencers and to be honest, so I saw this yesterday, too. It was really weird. This morning, Ryan was like, yo, do you want to talk about this face mask real quick? And I was like, well, me thinking back to how I saw this last night, I was like, man. Because I saw the, uh, did you watch the um, the actual introduction video of this particular product? Ryan, the freeze is real. <laughs> Well, while he comes back, ladies and gentlemen, I thought this was a very interesting uh, product indeed. Ryan, you back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. All right. Okay, cool, cool. I was like, he froze, and I was like, I'm not sure if it's just his amazement at this product or anything (laughs) else. But did you see see the, um, what's going to call it? Did you actually see the product video of this? Uh, I've, I've seen pieces of it. It's, it's super, super cool. So I think like, it's no surprise, right? We live in the world of, uh, COVID-19 and it's a global pandemic. So, you know, N95s have always been like the medically, the safest way to, you know, prevent particles from going into the air. So this is like a crazy concept that they came up with that kind of takes in you know, the health and safety, but also the newest technology possible. So it's called Project Hazel. It comes from Razer. Like most people know Razer as like, they have a smartphone that's like a gaming phone. Um, they also do a ton of other tech, you know, hardware that I'm sure some of you have seen. Uh, but they, the Project Hazel is, has detachable and rechargeable active ventilators and smart pods for easy breathings. And this thing is insane. Picture like a paint mask, but you know, with like, it's like the Tesla of paint masks. It's got, it is fully, fully tricked out. One of the coolest features is um, it allows people to express facial cues, like smiles and laughs. Um, it's really to kind of bring us to the, you know, 21st, you know, 2021 with like some really cool tech um, for the, for this new normal that we're living in. But um, my initial reactions are pretty cool. I didn't see a price. So my first question to you, Brandon, is would you wear this? Oh, my God. First off, no. I'm actually really happy about, like, nobody seeing my face. I'm like, oh, I don't got to smile at nobody in the, anymore when I go to the <laughs> at the grocery store. Like, the grocery store is probably the most taxing thing for me. I went yesterday and bought, like, two bars of chocolate. Okay, it wasn't even chocolate. I bought, like, two boxes of, like, chocolate crackers and, like, white chocolate cranberry Biscuits, which were so good. I'm so upset I ate them all. 
I probably ate like 3,000 calories in the last quarter of my day. Um, <laughs> that's how we do. We're like, ah, oh, we're so healthy. But at the end of the day, we just destroy it all by eating all the ice cream. Wait, you know so what, what were they? They were they were the chocolate crackers, and what was the second thing? Chocolate crackers. I actually have them over on my desk over there to remind me of my gluttonous endeavors. Um, but the it was you know like the little biscuit things that are like the tea biscuits, but these had yeah. uh, white chocolate and cranberry. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Fergie in the chat is saying Brand would totally wear this if it had golden accents. Oh, you know. If they made a gold <laughs> one, all right, all right, Ryan, I'd wear it. I'd wear that one. Yeah. I, I'd get uh, sp- I, I mean, I would I would wear it if someone gave it to me. I don't know that I would be able to justify spending money on something like this. Um, it is super, super tricked out. But they said that there's a stat in here from Razor that says 95% of the amount of airborne particles the smart pods can filter out. So if yeah, you no. really care about safety and you want to look, you know, kind of like make a fashion statement or you're super into high tech gear, that's pretty yeah. compelling because, you know, if you're really trying to be safe out there, like this is going to get the job done. I, so one of the things I was really interested in, too, I was like, this was really out there for Razor. I don't know. Like, when have they oh. kind of gone into like a medical ish realm? Because that's kind of what this is, technically. Yeah, no, no, I think this is 100% would be classified as medical gear. And I agree. That's like the thing that's tough, right? So you're a tech company that makes, let's just say, you know, smartphones and hardware. And then you're trying to get into like health tech, where you would probably want to lean on a a traditionally health company if you were going to buy something like this. Um, But I think, you know, this is also could be just like, you know, like a little bit of like a marketing ploy too. Like, hey, look how cool Razor is. Look at the cool stuff we're doing. Um, but because I mean, think about it. You and I both stumbled across it, and we both thought it was like a really. It's pretty. Cool it's cool. That we wanted to talk about. It's cool. Yeah, it is cool. But we we're waiting for that price tag. We got people in the chat saying looks expensive. Um, what is it? <laughs> Henry saying? Apple have made face. Ma- have they? Apple's made face masks. Oh, that's cool. Jubeed says, "Where's that. the." We have to look that up. We're going to have to check that out in, uh, at the end of this segment. But Henry, or hold on, Jubeed says, where's the battery section? I, too, am curious about this. Yeah. Um, well, one of, one of the other cool features is that it lights up in the dark. So Razer products have been, you know, known for using, like, you know, RGBs. But the mask has a built-in lighting system that automatically, like, lights up two zones of your choice, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is, like, kind of ridiculous. But... <laughs> the example was like you could wear it to a rave, <laughs> which is like I don't, make I don't know sense, that that's man. the wisest thing to do, but I yeah. thought that was like a nice feature that it lights up. But uh, the thing is, is that they're leaning into this, like to your point, Brendan, of them not being a health company. They're saying Project yeah. Hazel will be a foundational to Razor's ongoing support and commitment to public health and safety within the community. So this is like putting the flag that, you know, the stake in the ground saying we are starting, we are, we care about the health and we care about the community. So I yeah. think it's cool. Anytime we can get more companies that are looking out for the public health's best interest, like I'm all for it. But what really confused me. We got to figure out the price of this bad boy. Yeah, we do. We do. And when we do figure it out, or if anybody in the chat knows or subsequently knows any of the rumors of what this thing would cost, let us know. 
Um, and actually, let us know in the chat, would you buy this? Because what really confused me, Razer is a gaming company. Who leaves the house? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where am I going to wear this? My streams? That's so funny. I mean, it would be cool on a stream. So, I mean, I could see people buying it first as a gimmick. And then if it actually proves being like, you know, a beneficial product that protects you, I could see more people buying it. But the case is also pretty sweet because it, um, it can clean the mask using UV light. So you kind of put it in like kind of like a phone case. You shut it, UV lights come on, and then I guess it kills the bacteria. So, I mean, this thing is tricked out from top to bottom from like when you wear it to when you store it. Um, it's got, you know, all the bells and whistles. Interesting. I might buy one. I might buy one. <laughs> Just for that. Next, next uh, episode, you and I are both wearing one. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. There's, there's, like, something to it just to be, like, that extra. But also, um, I don't know. I feel like I would get mugged. But that aside, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it, I like, the more pictures I look of it, it is a clean and very cool design product. Like, I know it's a CES concept, so that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be, like, you know, commercially and, like, widely available. Um, yeah. They did say it's coming soon is like the details from the article and huge shout out to like input magazine and um, uh, that team. Cause this is a very, very cool story that they wrote up. And I think the author is Raymond Wong who does a really good job with tech write-ups. Just wanted to give him a quick shout out. Yeah, man. Do you know him personally? Uh, we've met before. We've met before. I didn't even realize that he wrote this, but I, he does just like amazing. You're like, I peep you Raymond. <laughs> he just does he does really cool in-depth like uh tech reviews so i've i've like been a fan of like input magazine for a while and like uh i really like um how this is like broken out but um but yeah i'd love to hear like also i know brandon was saying who would buy it i would also know like what's the price point like what's the number that you would be willing to go up to um i yeah. would guess if you had to guess brandon what would you how much would you say it's it would cost Man, this is going to come out and be more... If Razer Naga's mouse or mice are like $99, you know this is about to be like 200 300 Yeah, I was thinking definitely north of like 100 150 which is kind of crazy. Yeah. The difference is that think about how much money you like during this pandemic that people have probably spent if you're not using... If you're using surgical or, you know, N95s, they're very expensive, so... Uh, it's also, you know, not obviously not the best for the environment to continually use them and throw them out, but they're obviously important for <laughs> public public health. But that's the other thing that I think people could justify is like you buy one mask and then you never need another one again. Exactly. All right. So next, do we do you have do you have any closing comments on this one? No, next topic I think that's it. Is, N95. Okay, cool. That was it. The Cyberpunk N95 mask from Razer. Check it out. It's pretty cool. It's called, the uh, code name is Project Hazel. Yes, sir. All right. Also, we have put the link in the chat as well. Next time when we do this, guys, we'll put the links in the description so you guys can follow along and have those for your bookmarks while we go through it. All right. So we have a couple people saying $200. Uh, they would buy it. Awesome. Hey, what's going on, Samantha? People are saying should totally buy it. It would fit my background. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So next up, we ha I have no idea. I can't say anything about Tim Cook. My man, I have no idea why this photo is like this, Ryan. <laughs> or anybody. I too. It's like the hero photo. It is one of the most uh, bizarre hero photos I've ever seen 
<laughs> of an article. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's discuss. Let's discuss. Yeah, let's, let's break it down. All right. So first off, guys, y'all know how we do this. Y'all know we come here and learn together. So let's get into the article. We might see an Apple car this de- decade. Here's what we know. All right, so after years of speculation and long spells of silence, we finally got a bunch of Apple Car-related news last night. First, Bloomberg reported that Apple has a small, dedicated team developing drive systems, vehicle interior, and external car body designs. If you guys are familiar or even peeked into the news, you guys know Apple has stolen tons of Tesla employees. Um, But back on that later. But it'll take at least half a decade to ship a unit. Separately, Hyundai says, said in a statement to CNBC, it's in early talks with the iPhone maker to build a car for it. That's awesome. You, we know that Apple is very big on, uh, whereas Tesla is very internal. They like to have everything in-house. Apple is the master of, <laughs> we need what you have. Give it to us so we can make an, whatever we have. Um, let's see. We... I think this is just the quote. We understand that Apple is in dis- Oh, yeah, we already just read that. All right. Later, the company toned down the statement and said that we've been receiving requests of potential cooperation from diversive companies. And I guess this is just the conversation of, uh, let's see, Hyundai Motors shares up to 17% of Korean media reports. The company is talking to Apple about a tie-up for an Apple car. Interesting. Um, interesting from Hyundai, it has toned down its statement now. No mention of Apple. Oh, what happened? No, we're not trying to go to Twitter. That is, no, we can go, we can do that later. We have Twitter, tweet of the day later. We've been receiving requests of potential cooperation from diverse companies regarding development of autonomous driving. Um, I, what is an, why does it keep going to Twitter? What is an EV, Ryan? Is that electric vehicles? Uh-oh. That audio, my friend. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, audio's gone. Oh, but sorry. it's okay. Oh, there no, we I'm go. I'm back. I'm back. We're back. EV's electric. So, yeah, you're right. So, right, they're cool. basically saying it's an autonomous electric vehicle. Got it. And while I try not to have an aneurysm about every time I'm trying to highlight something as I read it, it keeps going to Twitter. Okay. Electric vehicles, everybody. Um, <laughs> but no decisions have been made as decisions are early in the stage. Hyundai has already set up a $4 billion joint venture with Aptive. Uh, I'm sure Ryan knows what that is because I certainly don't know. A company that provides autonomous solutions with the aim to roll out self-driving platforms in 2022. The South Korean car giant intends to mass-produce automated cars with a level 4 and level 5 of certification by 2024. Now, just curious, um, do you actually know the distinction, Ryan, between like level four, level one to level four to level five no, of autonomous? I, I don't know what that certification means. Um, level four and level five certification by 2024. I don't know what that means, but I have like three quick thoughts from what you said so far. Let me just jump in. What you got? So first, first thought, five money signs. If this was a Yelp re- or Yelp restaurant, five money signs. Or you know, like without a doubt, this is going to be a luxury, insanely tricked out, you know, very expensive vehicle. Number two, about time. It's like blows my mind with like the industry's clearly moving to electric. That's been happening for years. 
Yeah. Um, and autonomous vehicles are right around the corner. So to me, it just kind of seems like, uh, yeah, it's about time. I don't know where they've been on this, but I think it's awesome. I think they'll, they obviously Apple makes amazingly easy to use and high quality products. So that's great. Another amazing player and car to pick from. And the the third piece is delays. So whatever, whenever I see timelines like this of like, you know, rollout of self-driving platforms in 2022, sort of yeah. four or five certifications, whatever that means by 2024, I just think that whatever they're saying in this article or whatever has been shared publicly is going to be much later. I just can't see them hitting this deadline if, unless they've been working on it in stealth for a long time. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, like, uh, what is it? It said earlier in this article, and I've seen in other articles as well. And I think even uh, Waymo's CEO has had um, some conversations with other people or statements, whatever, articles, other headlines, where he was stating that literally creating an autonomous car is like creating a rocket. Like the basically where they are in autonomous, uh, like fully autonomous driving cars is basically equivalent to where Elon Musk is in trying to get people to Mars. I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, that statement and guys in the in the uh, in the chat, like, let us know. Do you guys drive autonomous cars? What do you think about the thought of an Apple car? But back to you, Ryan, on on that thought about yeah, self-driving I mean, cars. Anytime. I mean, it's like this is a huge step. This is a huge advancement in technology, right? Going from like literally, if you think about like the evolution of cars, we went from, you know, a horse pulling a wagon to like, you know, the combustible, a combustible engine and uh, having a car run on gas. And the na- next natural fit is, you know, clean energy. And then obviously what can you make of the experience even better is you don't have to drive at all. You just sit and like, it makes total sense. So the metaphor of like, you know, building a rocket or like trying to get to, you know, another level, I think is accurate. This is, been, yeah. people have been working on this for 10 years plus. And I would be lying if I didn't think that we would have already seen um, autonomous vehicles. I know that various companies have pilots kind of going out, you know, in different parts of the country. But I mean, I can't wait for this. I'm, I, I love the fact I'm like a big green energy person. I'd love to eventually have a, have a Tesla. Um, I think they're really cool cars. I think the company is awesome. But, and I also think the autonomous vehicles will be amazing. I think it'll change the way that we commute. Like I think people could live much farther away. Like, so imagine you could live an hour away, but if you're an autonomous vehicle, you could just sleep, you know, watch a movie, yeah. play video games. You could literally play a game of Monopoly if you wanted with a coworker on the way to work. So <laughs> there's a ton of be, opportunity here. Yeah, that would be one of my probably major investments. Like even probably before, I don't know, maybe before a home. I'm not even going to lie to you there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a home. But, well, okay, because I was about to segue. Do you know that there's, I forget what the application is called, but um, just like you can rent a home, you can rent your own cars. I forget where uh, people are doing this, but I know of, I don't know them, but I know of people who basically buy luxury cars, rent them out on this platform that's basically um, your own Uber, and they have, like, insurance and ways of tracking their cars so that, you don't get anything stolen, and instead of doing real estate, they do car estate, I guess, which is interesting. Yeah, and so that really this would be awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. super cool. So, yeah, I think the like the Apple spin makes it really compelling and interesting. 
Um, I, th I, I literally thought this was like about time. I think most major companies, and you can see that they're, they're typically the tech companies are partnering with, you know, automobile companies. So they're partnering the rumors, Hyundai motors. Yeah. Um, and like, even just the rumor that the potential that this might happen, um, the stock shot up 17%. So people are like totally buying into the hype already. <laughs> so like that's crazy. In one day, a 17% bump just from the news that Apple's partnering with them. So I think that's like, you know, I'm excited to see how this plays out. I think that, I mean, Apple tends to build great products. They take a little longer. They're usually not, you know, the, the first to do a lot of things, but they do it right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I again, I think the price is going to be insane. It'll probably be unbelievable, but it's hard to kind of picture it. But I also was thinking, do you remember the Apple mouse that you had to plug upside, you had to flip upside down to charge? It's not like that anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't used one in forever, but I was like, <laughs> I think I it's still. Meme, I saw the funniest meme on Twitter where the Apple car was turned upside down. <laughs> yes, it, it's pretty bad. So let's just hope they give the UX like some serious consideration. Yeah, this is really interesting. We can kind of tell that they're pretty adamant about this. Not only, uh, so I don't know what this name is, but they apparently reported that Apple's target um, unveiling of the car is 2024. But did you hear that? At, I think this is, this is also what it's inferring. I think it was in the last quarter or somewhere in the uh, third or fourth quarter of last year, maybe all last year, um, where Tesla was having some serious manufacturing issues or there was a backup or delays. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, I totally, I totally remember that. So that's why I think that, like, that's why the one of my initial thoughts was delays, right? So, like, if the demand is through the roof and everyone's pre-ordering these, that's what's going to happen. The, like they have to have the, like the supply chain and all the logistics like ironed out well before yeah. it goes to market. So I just can see that being a problem. Agreed. Yeah, I wish I mean, they had some renderings or some, like, I wish we could see what the concepts like look like, like this is cool, but I wouldn't see like what the inside would look like. Yeah. The YouTube call, like if you've, I've seen so many uh, people reporting on this on YouTube and the concepts that keep click getting me to clickbait into their stories. I'm just like, I keep thinking it's the concept, but they've just found like a sleek white car on like 3D.com to clickbait me. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was interesting, why I brought up Tesla and, Am and Apple is because Tesla was trying to get Apple to buy them. Did you know that? I did not know that, but that makes total sense. I do remember that back in the day and like, Talk about a company that has gone literally like it's like a it, 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 it was a brand that like a couple people knew. And it was like a very like, you know, look at this tech brand that not a lot of people know about, like, you know, five or six years ago. And now, it's no, this like, was last year. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. It Even was that it was the mm -hmm. that's because of the delays that they were having. Um, <laughs> and if you watched any interviews with Elon Musk during that time, he was stressing the hell out. Um, and he was trying to get a meeting with Tim. There's actually, there's like a whole, uh, uh, I think there's a thread of tweets from Elon about how Tim actually declined a meeting with him about the opportunity to buy Tesla. So it was so, it mostly because they were running out of cash because they were, I know that they were not they were of the operating delays. at a loss for a long time. 
Yep, it was because of the delays that they were hitting um, somewhere in last year. I believe it's like the two to three to fourth quarter of last year, but it's really interesting stuff. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. So Fergie still says she has that terrible mouse that you were <laughs> that you were talking about. So I think it still exists. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's a cool mouse, but like the idea that you can't, you have to just stop working to charge it is. <laughs> that's a new one. Yeah, excellence on YouTube says they get Apple has to know how to stay in their lane. Um, in terms of Apple should just stick to, what's we call it? I guess they're what they know. Um, Phone probably phones and laptops. Yeah, but things like cars are going to be, um, and we'll we'll move on into our next topic. But um, like everything is going to have an ecosystem. Apple is the basically the god of ecosystems at the moment. They're making everybody upset from the other. Like Facebook is upset about the new security that Apple is trying to um, uh, press upon them and not being able to get their users, the users' data and stuff from iPhone. That's why Mark Zuckerberg is like, I like Android, so I can blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, that aside, any last thoughts on Apple Cars, Ryan? No, it's cool. We'll follow this one. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it again in the future. Hopefully, we get more updates. Um, I'm very excited about autonomous and electric vehicles becoming more mainstream every every year. So, it's good news Indeed. all Yes. And I just want to say, hey, what's going on? Both Henrys, hi. Welcome to the chat. Um, let's see. What is our next and final? We have we have one last one. Um, and then we have our tweet of the day by Ryan Warrender. But uh, so I've been reading a whole bunch of stuff on or seeing, not <laughs> reading headlines. I've been reading a whole bunch of headlines about AI, AI pets, emotional AI. And I'm just like... I don't know what to think anymore, man. Um, so just very quickly, just to give you guys a high view of what we're going to jump into. So AI devs claim, claim, keyword, they've created a robot that demonstrates a primitive form of empathy. I would really like to know how they define this, but let's get into it. All right, Columbia University researchers have developed a robot that displays a glimmer. See, now they've, de- Ryan. They are decreasing, they they said full out a little bit of empathy. Now they're saying like a glimmer. Okay, glimmer of empathy by visually predicting how another machine will behave. Oh, so another machine, not humans. Okay, misleading photography. The robot learns to forecast its partner's future actions and goals by observing a few video frames of its actions. The researchers first programmed the programmed the partner robot to move towards green circles in a playpen around three to two feet in size. It would sometimes move directly towards a green circle spotted by its, its cameras, but if the circles were hidden by an obstacle, it would either roll towards a different circle or not move at all. I guess this is our, this is our robot. This is our actor. <laughs> After the observer robot watched the actor's behavior for roughly two hours, it started guessing its partner's future movements. It eventually managed to predict the subject's goal and path 98 out of 100 times. Um, Chen, the lead author of the study, said the initial results were very exciting. Our findings began to demonstrate how robots can see the world from another robot's perspective. The ability of the observer to put itself in another partner's shoes, so to speak, and understand without being guided whether its partner could 
or could not see the green circle from its vantage point is perhaps a primitive form of empathy. Okay, so Ryan, reading that, is do you truly believe is it is that predictive or is that empathy? Um, this is tricky. Oh, I well, one quick comment. I feel like this is pretty crazy. Like it's kind of like a little scary, creepy, whatever word you want to use. The one of the yeah. quotes, we recognize that robots aren't going to remain passive instruction following machines for long. <laughs> that seems yeah. like that is a start. <laughs> that quote no, truly. is terrifying. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, it, yeah. I think this is to your point. They are. I, I think there might be a, a like a glimmer, like they're showing like rough trends. But the idea of empathy, like that you can, you know, put yourself. The robot can put itself in another robot's like perspective, and you know, think about and feel about how that robot would act. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that that's what we're seeing here. It kind of just seems like it's like a predictive AI, but right. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, honestly, I think it's it's more... I mean, there's granted there's things that we definitely need to worry about in terms of AI because um, I was, I'm just very interested in this topic and I've been reading a lot about it. It doesn't make me an expert, but there are... There have been obvious uses or uh, studies of when things get out of out of control i forget which um which particular ais are were in those case studies or which ones were shut down but things can get interesting very quickly and sometimes i think if i think who says it when things might get out of hand it might be a little too late um uh so i i have i don't have a very specific opinion i'm still trying to figure out what is this thing called AI, GPT-3, these different versions of uh, artificial intelligence? How are we teaching it? Where are they learning to, where are they grabbing their data from in order to achieve these different tasks that um, are to become empathetic or whatever? So, I mean, I'm not, I don't know, not entirely impressed by this particular uh, uh, case study. I think, honestly, if you guys are more interested, definitely check out GPT-3. I, this was another topic I wanted to talk about today. Um, we'll talk about it another time. It's Google's new trillion parameter AI language model is almost six times bigger than GPT-3. And if you guys have researched GPT-3 at all, it's pretty crazy. Have you popped it just out of curiosity because I've been super nerding out about GPT-3. Have you been doing a lot of um, research into that area? I have not, but you're making a very strong case for why it's worthwhile so do you um, want to see this real quick hold on this is going to be a treat for everybody real quick and i know you're uh, you don't have all day ryan <laughs> so, so uh, just feel free to and we got started late today so i do appreciate your patience my man um but if you gotta run you gotta run no, I got, how much I got, time do you I, have i can, on your I can stay you got time a little, little over that'd be great all right cool so let's take a look at, um, hey, what's going on, Ron? Um, Henry is asking Apple Car. Yes, Apple Car. Uh, let's see. All right, so this is, so GP3 is trained on a few things, but um, there is actually a plugin 
for one of the design programs. Hold on. It's like a reverse oh, hold on. SQL to natural language tool. Trying to find like the very specific spot where you can literally just type in words. And I think it's trained in like law, it's trained in design. Oh, here we go, okay. And I don't know why this is like super not HD at all. So give me a second. Which kind of sucks. Maybe they ripped the video from someone else. Okay, here we go. All right. So what they're doing on the top left, and this is not, there's a certain program where it has a plugin where you can literally just type in what you want. And I think it's a little bit more advanced than what we're looking at here. I can't find the exact video. But they're typing in a Google logo. Let me mute this. The Google logo, a search box, and two light gray buttons that say search. He hits enter. It puts the Google logo, puts a search box, and it's all coded, by the way. Um, and here goes the quality again. Sorry, guys. But I highly recommend you guys look up G, but just open up YouTube, put in GPT-3, and then design. There's a couple of YouTube videos on it. Um, and it's there, I've seen a little bit more complex version of this where it actually builds an entire um, web page in literally un, under 15 minutes, not only in clean design, but um, automated, just from sentences from the user. So, uh, pretty crazy stuff. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, the web design is like, that, that like lowers the barrier to create a great site, right? If you're super descriptive, you could write like, you know, make the background white, use this font, use this font size. Um, that's really cool. This yeah. is a topic have- we should definitely like dive into in depth on, on a future episode of Design Huddle. Yeah, I think this is it. Hold on. Yeah, I think we should it. also just like stream a Netflix movie and we could all just watch it together and have like live reactions <laughs> to it. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Um, There's probably some copyright issues there, but you get most you definitely. Get, you catch my drift. All right. So a website like stripe.com that is a about a, a chat app. Okay. Literally, that's all they do. They hit design. There you go. You have the text elements on the left that are individual. You have the menu. This was an entire thing. Um, and then there's a couple versions of this where they did that. Like, this was the web page that they did, too. It's really this cool. is really interesting. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in the chat if you guys want to check this out. The timestamp is... I think I've showed this a couple times, actually, but... Just in context with the other predictive AI that we're discussing today. We'll put in the chat. (laughs) Excellence in the chat says, I have no idea what emotional development has to do with this uh, this study. Yeah, this was total clickbait. I'm actually, I'm very upset about this. (laughs) Totally. I mean, Ryan, how do you feel about this? No, I mean, I feel like I was lied to. I was the. It feels a little clickbaity to me. I mean, it's. Oh yeah. They have. They ran a study. The robot's obviously very accurate. It was correct ninety-eight out of a hundred times. Like it's cool. I just don't think it's. It like over-promised and under-delivered. Yeah, 
They they went from they went from primitive to glimmer, and then someone in the chat said a, a speck. I was like, that's what they're gonna report next. But yeah, yeah. guys, that's. Wait, hold on, Ryan. What do we what do we have left for today? We have the. Oh, Twitter. just we just wanted to quickly show the tweet of the day, which is just yeah, like another the, staying on the theme of uh, robots taking over the world. All right, robots taking over the world, guys. Hold on, let's take a look at this. So this is the Squid Warehouse logistics robot. Yeah, and I I saw this uh, because Elon Musk tweeted. Uh, the, a robot future is coming. And I found that another, like, <laughs> very, like, creepy way to frame uh, it. I, I mean, it's really cool. It's, like, a really, like, I think it's, like, between, it's, like, such a cool engineering feat to come up with something like this. The fact that it can move on the ground and then quickly, yeah. you know, maneuver to a shelf, pick up a heavy object, you know, still remain that quickly and then go back to, like, you know, the floor is... Um, yeah, I just, I, it was like, I watched it like on loop for a while. Like we are now. I just think it's really cool. Yeah. I wonder where Man, this is. Let's well, what's machine picks. Oh, Elon was just, <laughs> he literally, was just like the robot future is come. <laughs> I'm like, how does he have time to tweet? Um, and you know, he was on his way to the bathroom or something too. Like, and he yeah. just saw this and was like, dude. <laughs> Boom! Took a dump. Well, then whenever roll out. he, whenever he, whenever he tweets anything, it's like everyone is always like, it goes like viral anytime he says anything. So, um, I don't know. It's cool. It's a little scary at the same time, but um, we're seeing more. Oh, and more. This is just like similar to the Boston Dynamics video that we, you were showing yeah. the other week. It's it's crazy how far this stuff has come. I think there's it's like anything else, right? Where there's like this tipping point where it's beneficial it adds value you give more time back to humans but then there's also a place where if you take it to technology too far um it can have like very grave repercussions so i think it's like it's a slippery slope and i think yeah there's like this big effort around ai and robotics ethics so i think that's an industry slash like place that people were going to study and like be more you know have better thoughts on because this is all so new and we need to have like more strict guidelines and rules and even regulations on how to make sure that the stuff is all safe. Yeah. We got uh, people in the chat saying this, is this the robot that keeps sending me the wrong Amazon parcels? Quite possibly, <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> I would say yes, but I have no idea. That's hilarious. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rogue Bear says, I think it's the seeing things from another's perspective, even when the goals aren't visible, that resembles empathy, but it's definitely heavily predictive. Definitely. Yeah. Going back to the last article. Um, let's see. Henry, we are not designing right now. We might design a little bit later. But um, we, are, we are doing podcasts early in the morning for Fridays for a little bit. Um, until something else changes. But I think this is what we're going to do on our Fridays uh, before design time. Um, Ro Rogue Bear says, it's HEB tape on the cases. It's a, dis it's a grocery store warehouse. Oh, oh well, cool. that's nice to know. Interesting. Very All right. Cool. But, yeah, I was like, can you imagine having robots prepare your food instead of, like, uh, people, I guess? Because I was at the grocery store the other day, and I was like, 
what if instead, you, you, you know, where you usually have people pre- prepare your sandwiches, whatever, at Whole Foods, whatever. Um, and I'm like, I, mean, I guess they still do that. Is Chipotle open? I haven't been outside. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, In the case audio. you were wondering, they, 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 they are. Chipotle they are all right cool i didn't i didn't know that you know my my uh my, in cyberpunk land um or the game changers world so i have no idea we don't have mcdonald's or chipotle here yet but all right i think that i think that is it guys um we had our awesome razor n95 we had our really cool apple car discussion and as always we talk a little bit of ai but guys we'd love to know do you we want to know more about what you guys would like to discuss with us about when it comes to the podcast topics, whether it be tech, design. I know, Henry, you want to see design stuff. That's still happening today. Um, but we'd love to know. If you guys are wanting to hear some of our old podcasts, links down in the description, first link. Um, and be sure to follow Ryan and I on all our social channels. Um Anything else you want to leave the peeps with today? No. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Tell a friend about us, just one friend. We're trying to grow our community. We'll try to do these every Friday moving forward. I love this format, by the way, Brendan. I think it's, like, super cool to share videos. And um, it would be awesome if we could get everyone to submit maybe articles. Um, People in the chat, if there's a cool article you come across, like, let us know. Because Brendan and I are always, like, texting and nerding out about this stuff during the week. But thank you all for joining. We really appreciate it. All right, thank you guys. Henry, you say bye like it's so sad. It's okay. (laughs) I will be back. All right, guys, thank you so much. And with that, we will see you in just a little bit. We're going to go back live after a little coffee break. I'll drive back into the office, and I'll see you guys then. But until then, your boy Brandon and... Ryan. Ryan (laughs) (laughs) Warren. Out. All right, see you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Design Huddle is a podcast that is hosted by Ryan Warner and Brendan Gross. The opinions stated here are our own and not those of our company. Thank you for tuning in and please feel free to share this episode.